Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Okay. Mazel tov to you. Okay, Lukovit Parshas Kedoshim. I'd like to share three, three Divrei The first one about Kedoshim to you. The second one also about Kedoshim to you. And the third one about the fascinating Isser that the Torah is Mayrachin and Parshas Kedoshim about not worshipping this Avodah called Moilech. So let's start from the beginning. So the Parshas Kedoshim begins, Vayidaber Hashem al-Moshe Leymar, Daber el-Kol Adas b'nei Yisrael v'yomar to'alayim, speak to the whole Klal Yisrael, and say to them, Kedoshim to you, be Kedosh, be holy. What is the Tzivoy of Kedoshim to you? So, there's a famous Machloikis, Rashi and the Ramban. Rashi says, Kedoshim to you, Hevuprushim in Ha'arayas, so to, for one to be careful about the forbidden relationships that the Torah describes. And the Ramban says that that's not what it means. Well, if he daiti, says the Ramban, my opinion is, Ein ha-prishos hazu arayas, this prishos is not to separate from arayas, kedivrei harav, like Rashi says. Rather, prishos means to separate from indulging in the physical world too much. Too much. So he says the Torah, if you follow the mitzvahs of the Torah, the Torah uh, limits a person in different areas, what he eats and where he goes and who he marries and so on and so forth. But with all the limitations of the Torah, it's still possible for a person to spend his life in a world of indulgence. So the 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 Ramban says Kedashim to you is like don't be decadent, don't be shakua in the physical world. Have precious. Act with Kedusha. So, I find it important to point out about this Ramban, something that I think that if it had been explained to me when I was younger, I would have had an easier time with it. Um, when I heard this Ramban, I was in high school, it's a very, it's a very classic high school Ramban. I heard this Ramban when I was in high school, and I didn't have the language then to myself to tell myself, well, I'm really upset about that Ramban. Because I was brought up not to be upset about Rambans. But when I got older and I reflected back, I realized, boy, was I upset about that Ramban. And my upset from the vantage point of an American teenager is very understandable. The Torah tells you all kinds of restrictions and limitations. With 365 mitzvahs leisaseh. So there's many, many restrictions, many, many limitations. We're, we're, we're limited. And the Torah tells you that there's an area where one can enjoy himself. Did you see my Alps, you know? One can enjoy himself and be part of Olam And as a young teenager, struggling with Yetzirah, 
struggling with finding myself in the world of Taira, I found myself telling myself that, look, a person could learn to be very happy and satisfied and have all kinds of wonderful things in Eilam Hazet, even if he follows the Torah completely. He can, he can eat and drink and marry and build a house and raise children and live a full, full, full life. And then I come into Shir, and my Rebbe says, not so fast, son and giant. Don't think. Don't think that you could even, that you could enjoy the things that you could enjoy. Don't even enjoy the enjoyable things that are mutter. No, even what's mutter is really usher. It's just mutter, but it's usher. Novel versus atayra. Kedashim to you. It's technically mutter, but you're violating Kedashim to you. And I remember feeling, having a hard time articulating it to myself, but feeling this like disappointment, like, so then I have to follow the whole Shulchan Aruch, and then when I'm done with that, I have to start erasing from my enjoyment all the things that are also mutter. All the things, a lot of the things. So I want to just point out what the correct perspective is here. I'm not changing the Ramban, Chas v'shalom. The Ramban says what the Ramban says, but the problem is that the way that, at least I speak for myself, that the way that I came to this Ramban didn't give me a full appreciation of the power and the beauty of this Ramban and the Derech HaChayim, the way of life of this Ramban. Because the truth is, that the derech is, and this I learned most um, centrally from the Sefer Mitzvah Sashkulois, from Rav Shleim Volba, and specifically what I'm going to speak out now is in the 14th parak, but it's really the the content of the entire Sefer, the 14th parak of the first Madura, there's two Madurais in the Sefer. <coughs> and that is, the Torah doesn't say, separate yourself. The Torah says, be Kaddish. And the Rabban explains that what comes out Lamaisa from be Kaddish is that a person separates themselves. But the mechanics work differently than I thought when I was 15. The way the mechanics work is that Kedusha means that I am completely Masur, completely bound to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when I'm completely bound to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so there's no room left in my life for the silly indulgences of myself. Now that's a very high madrega, but at least there are words to it. In other words, I could be a selfish person that lives my life for myself. And I also have obligations to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem created me, so what am I going to do? Aldavin Shachos Menchemayrev, Ali Kosher, so on and so forth. But that's not the height of Avodas Hashem. The height of Avodas Hashem is like we say by davening. I heard this from Reb Chaim Kohn in the name of his father. Actually, no, I think I heard it from Reb Feivel Kohn at when Reb Chaim Kohn made a bris many years ago. Um, that he said, we say, Hu Yiftach Libeinu B'Sayrasay. 
V'yosem belibeinu avosay v'yirosay v'lasay sritsaynay. So that's a lot, right? Open our heart in his Torah uh, and put in in our hearts the love of Hashem and fear of Hashem to do the will of Hashem. V'lasay sritsaynay ule avdoi and to serve Him. So we're talking about you, Javai Dis Hashem here, right? And then we add in Belevav Shalim. What's the addition of the Leva of Shalim? So Rebfeivel Shlita said that the Leva of Shalim means there's nothing else. That means that my whole life is serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, and let me explain why this is so important to me. The reason this is important is because I realized when Reb Volva taught this to me, as intense as that sounds, Kedusha hi ha-hismasrus ha-muchletes the absolute, absolutely giving myself over to Hashem. The hitachlis kol ha-mitzvahs. Kol oit she-odom lo-ibol etchum ha-kedusha. And if a person hasn't yet arrived to this tchum of kedusha, absolutely masur to Hashem, yitachin oit she-yeh novel b'rishos ha-toyrah. Kefisha ha-ramban mevar ba-arucha b'reish kedusha. Right? That's our ramban. But the kedusha, the 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 kedusha means that a person is so attached to Hashem that there's nothing else. Kloloi shel the Mesilz Yisharim says, Kloloi shel davar inyan hakedusha who sheyeh haadam davak kol kach beleikav that a person should be so attached to Hakadosh Baruch Hu ad shebeshum ma'isa sheyase lo yiparid v'loyazos mimenu that there's nothing separate from Hashem. Every movement that he makes is for the purpose of serving Hashem. Now let me pause here for a second. I started off telling you that it was a very difficult Ramban because like, there's nothing left. You can't even enjoy Yaylam Hazeh. And then I told you the Pshad is you can't enjoy Yaylam Hazeh. What was I marviach with this Pshad in the Ramban? A very, very, very important Revach. Very important. Because what Revolva taught me about the Ramban and what I see from seeing this Vasil Yisharim and learning about Kedusha I see that the path to the Ramban is different than what I thought. I thought the path to the Ramban was that I should go into life and live it as restrictively as possible. That's not what Revolva says. The path to the Ramban is to spend my life learning how to devote myself it's a positive action. Kedoshim tiyu, be kadosh. To devote myself as passionately and lovingly and, 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 and with a sense of awe to the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if I will devote myself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I can expect that as a natural outgrowth of that devotion, the extra silly pitchifkas in life will stop being so meaningful to me. In other words, the Ramban is not saying restrict. The Ramban is saying fill up. Fill up with Rabbeinu Shalom. Fill up with Havayinus Hashem. There's no room for anything else. And to me, that's a different Ramban. And this is the way, when I, you know, uh, I have this chus, when I teach this Ramban, I teach the Ramban, Kedoshim to you, fill your life with Kedusha. Memela Prushim to you.
Now that's not to say that there's not an Aveda of precious, but to understand that we do not have a culture or a religion, that says like, like restrict yourself for the sake of restriction. No, we have an Avedis Hashem that says, be filled with Kedusha. And when one is filled with Kedusha, everything else falls aside. He just takes what he needs from this world, and he spends his life doing what his true passion is, which is serving HaKadosh Baruch That was Aleph, just the Taich of the Rambam. Let's move on. These, these psukim, in the beginning of Parshas Kedoshim, this Parsha of Kedoshim has many, many different mitzvahs in it. And in the Hakdama to the Parsha, the Torah tells us, Daber el kol adas b'nei Yisrael, speak to the whole Klau Yisrael. It's not Daber el b'nei Yisrael, but Daber el kol adas b'nei Yisrael. So Rashi picks up on this, the first Rashi in the Parsha. Rashi says, "Daber el kol adas b'nei Yisrael melamed sheneemra parsha zu b'hakel." This parsha was said b'hakel in a gathering, everyone together. Mipnei roiv gufei Torah tluyimba, because most, because many yisaidos of Torah were tali in this. So this is interesting that you have this parsha of kedushim that has roiv gufei Torah, is like the yisaidos of the Torah, and it's a very important parsha. And Rashi says that therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu said it to the whole Klal Yisrael together. And Mepharshim asks, so as opposed to the rest of the Torah, that he didn't say it to the whole Klal Yisrael together? So the Mepharshim answered, no, it was a little bit like, this Deber was a little bit like, like, what, like, like when the Melech laid the Parsha of Hakel. This Deber was, to Klal Yisrael was men, women, and children. Everyone together. Also the Gemara describes, that Moshe taught everything a few times and in steps, and th- th- this this group would come in and this group would come in. It wasn't like that for this. For this, it was a maimed. Everyone came. It was like Har Sinai. Everyone came, men, women, and children. This was a major, major day in the life of the Midbar. Moshe Rabbeinu gave Parshas Kedoshim. So it's very important. But the function of bringing everyone together, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Because it's an opportunity to Chazari Yisoyed that Rav Hutner teaches about Hakel and to apply it to this Rashi. Let me tell you the story behind this Dvar Torah. The story behind this Dvar Torah is... That Rav Hutner was the Roish of the of Mechon Yerushalayim, this uh, they published Svarim, and at some point they published a Sefer Darke Moshe. The Darke Moshe, as those of you that have learned Halacha know, the Darke Moshe is to the Beis Yosef what the Rama is to the Machaber. Meaning that the 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 Yosef, the Mechaber of Yosef Karo, wrote um, halachas in Shulchan Aruch. He was sitting in Tzfas, and he wrote um, Shulchan Aruch from his perspective across the world. And in today's small, tiny world, 
we um, we 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 forget sometimes what a chiddush it was. This collaboration between two Gedolei Olam, one in Tzfas and one in Krakow in Poland, and the Ramor and Moshe Iserlish wrote comments on the halachas of the Shulchan Aruch. He wrote comments, and that's the Ramon Shulchan Aruch, and together it formed Shulchan Aruch. Now, in a, now the Shulchan Aruch is like a is a kitzer, is a is a shortened version of the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef, which was has, which was written by the same author as the Shulchan Aruch, is like his magnum opus. That it was his massive pirush. He wrote other svarim also, but this was his massive pirush. The tour wrote a halacha sefer, and he and he wrote a pirush on that halacha sefer of the tour, including in it. So many sources that it is absolutely impossible that he was able to pull off what he did without Nisim, Siata Deshmaya, photographic memory, just the amount that he quotes, the amount of, the, 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 I once saw a list of how many Svarim are quoted in Beis Yosef. It's breadth, I don't remember the number, but it's like a jaw-dropping amount of, of Svarim that he quotes. Okay, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But but the um, but he this was his ma- his main pirush. Now this is part of the story many many people don't know. At the time that the Beis Yosef was being written, the Ramo was also writing the pirush, very similar to the Beis Yosef. And when the Beis Yosef came out. And the Ramah found out that the Beis Yosef came out. He had like Halisha Sadas. He was devastated. I know this because in the Hakdama to the Sefer Darke Moshe, which the Ramah ended up writing on the tour, he writes, the Ramah himself writes all this in rhyme. Okay, it's beautifully set up in rhyme. So, so the Ramah writes this story, Vihine Ari, Olobe Meir Tisrael, and took my job. And, and wrote my sefer. And then he discovered that there were certain things about the Beis Yosef that he didn't agree with. And also the Beis Yosef didn't have the Ashkenazi Menagim. There were certain Psak differences between them. He didn't like that the Beis Yosef didn't bring the Ga'inim enough. Whatever his Ha'aras were. So he decided to write like a, um, like a, a, um, an associated Pirush that would be like a lot of the same of the Beis, as the Beis Yosef, but, but with his additions. Now that pirush is the Darke Moshe that we have today as a separate sefer, those who have it. The Darke Moshe that's in the tour is pieces of that sefer. Okay. Now, at the time, this goes back to Tafshin Lametes, 1979, um, Mechon put out a sefer Darke Moshe. And Rav Hutner wrote the introduction to that <coughs> sefer. And he wrote the following. It was worth the introduction, trust me. Okay? But he wrote the following. He wrote like this. He wrote, How incredible is it that we have a Sefer that's a collaboration between two sides of the world, the Sephardim and Ashkenazim, that collaborated together and formed the Sefer that the entire world uses. All of Yiddishkeit is Makabel and uses. And he says a beautiful thing. He says, that even though originally the Beis Yosef wrote his Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch means a set table, right? Because he set it up like a set table, like very organized. And the Ramah's Sefer was known as the Mapa. The Mapa means the tablecloth. 
So he wrote a ta- he he create he gave a tablecloth to the to the to the machabras, uh, ta- set table. But Ravutner writes, But after a while, he says, The tablecloth became part of the table. Now, we don't look at it like, no, it's just the Ramah, it's not part of Shulchan Aruch. We don't look at it that way. The Mechaber and the Ramah form Shulchan Aruch together. It's an Achida Achas, it's one unit. We learn Mechaber, we learn Ramah. Zakta Ramah, Haga, Zakta Ramah, but we learn them together. So to explain what this means for Klal Yisrael, Rav Hutner says some magnificent things. I'm just going to point out the one or two nekudas. He says that there was a mitzvah, Bizman Shebeis called Hakel, and Hakel um, on 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 Sukkis of post Shemitah. I think we're heading to Hakel, right? Next Sukkis would be Hakel. It's coming Sukkis. What? Yeah, Amen is right. Um, so, so he said, the, they would put up a, uh, a, a bima, and the melech would read. The melech would read different pesukim. What would he read? So he writes a whole list of, of, the, of different things he would read. He would read from Devarim till the parsha of Shema, then he would skip Devarim, Shemaya, and so on and so forth. Then he gets up to Ad, where should he get up to? Ad, Milvad habris asher koras itam Until the words, Milvad habris asher koras itam b'chayrev, upaisek, and he should stop. Says Ravutner, you have to say upaisek and he should stop? You said he should read until then. So obviously, then he should stop. The Rambam has to say, and stop there! What, why are you saying to stop? Says Ravutner, that, no. It's not just that you're done when you get up to Habris, Asher We want that to be the last words that you say. These must be the last words that you say. Why? Because the purpose of Hakel was to bring everyone together to be Mechadesh, the sense of being Mechabal the Torah again. Let's pull together and let's be Mechabal the Torah in he uses the words from Navi Lechu Unachadeh Shamalucha. Let's let's like let's renew our commitment to the Torah. Um, I have to tell you something. It's not in the introduction, but a bunch of years ago, I was driving back from Boston, and I was listening to a CD of Rav and he was saying over this Shtikel Torah that eventually, I guess, he put into the Hakdama of the Sefer. But because he was speaking, he wasn't writing. He said a, a story. And he said that he knows, and Rafutner tells a story, you know, it's a, it's a reliable story, a story about the Chafetz Chaim. So the Chafetz Chaim, um, at some point in his life, underwent a certain like, um, like a, a, what was in his mind a, a tremendous crisis in, in, like in his Zavoy de Sashem. Like it was a very, very meaningfully difficult time. I'll tell you what it was in a minute. And when he finished that and he came out okay and everything was good, he said, he said he put on his Shabbos hat. I still remember him describing. I'm, I'm thinking the, the 84 right now. You know, 84? Yeah. What? Yeah, I was th- I'm thinking like I'm on the highway now as I'm saying this. And he's, the reporter put on his Shabbos hat and he put a t- Shabbos tablecloth on the table. It was during the week. And he put a Lachayim on the table. He gathered the family together. And he said, let's be Mechazakah or Kabbalah again. 
what was this sakana that he went through? So in case you're wondering, like, what is the sakana, this uh, horrific sakana that the Chavetz Chaim went through? Apparently, he had to advocate by the government for something for Klal Yisrael. And in order to do that, he had to read something that was kfirah. And he was so overwhelmed that he had to, like, bring into his Heiliger mind words that weren't consistent with his belief in Hashem. He was very, uh, uh, you know, it was a very big crisis to him. And when he was, when he came out okay and he was ready to go back to just being full of Kedusha, so he did this, like, L'chu Nechadesh HaMalucha, like a recommitment to the Torah. Fascinating. And Rav Huttner tracks through history time and time again that Klal Yisrael did that. The one that comes to mind that we all know is Hadar Kiblua Bimeach Hashverosh. Right? They, they were Makabal the Torah again. But he says there were many instances. He brings different riots of all kinds of different instances where they, where they were Makabal the Torah again. And he says that that's why we should dafka end with the words, Milvad Habris Ashakaras Itam Bechayrev. This is in the letters of Rafutner. There's a lot more here that you should see. It's a, it's, it's letter Pei Hei. A lot more here. Do you come in the Rama? It's beautiful. But that's what he wanted to say about Shulchan Aruch as well. He wanted to say, he quotes, so interesting, he quotes that the Chidah, the Chidah, I don't know if the Olam is familiar, the Chidah wrote a sefer called Shem HaGedailam. The Chidah is Reb Chaim Yosef David Azulai, who wrote many, many, many svarim, including the Birka Yosef on Shulchan Aruch. And he wrote a sefer called Shem HaGedailam, which is like a sefer where he goes through different through the, through the generations, and their books, their Sfarim, and he says a little bit of the history of each one. So when he's talking about the Beis Yosef, he says this Lashon, now listen carefully for the Lashon, he says that the Beis Yosef was chosen by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is the Chidah talking, Sheheskimu Bashamayim V'tinosein Das Al Yudei Maron. V'tinosein Das, doesn't that sound like a Kabbal Satayur? Like that the Torah should be given through... So, Zatra Vutner, how could you have half the world left out? What kind of giving the Torah is it if just the Sephardim would use this Sefer? Or just the Ashkenazim? Says it was necessary that the entire Torah Yiddish guide pulled together into one Kabbalah Satayra, and that Kabbalah Satayra is called Shulchan Aruch. That's what he said. So I just wanted to say it over here. It's Kedai to, to say the Sam, just it's a, it's a very important Yisoyed. But in the beginning of Parshish Kedoshim, Moshe Rabbeinu calls together the entire nation, Anoshim, Noshim Vitaf, Vipnesha, Rav Gufei Torah Tluyim. It's important for Kabbalah Satayra. It's a, like that, that was a Hakbad of Kabbalah Satayra, that there should be men, women, and children there. So that was the, that was the idea that it's like a, a miniature Kabbalah Satayra. Okay. Let's move on to our third topic, which perhaps is the most unusual topic to talk about in Parshas Kedoshim, and that is <coughs> the sugya of the Moilech. So this is really in Parshas Achrimois as well, if you recall. We just didn't have this chus to get together in Parshas Achrimois, but it's in Parshas Kedoshim. It repeats itself in Parshas Kedoshim. By Chamishi, the Pasuk tells us, and anybody that gives his children to the Moilech, he should die. Mois must he should be killed. Okay, what is this Moilech? So, there's various descriptions about it. It happens to be a Machleikis Rishonim if the children would be killed. 
in the Moilech. In other words, was it a situation of like a child sacrifice that they would sacrifice children and burn them? That's what some, that's what the Ramban holds. Or was it like the Rambam holds that it was some kind of a ceremony that was done over fire, but the babe, the child himself was not exposed to the fire? So that was that's a little bit of a dispute between the Rambam and Rashi with the Ramban, which one it was. But either way, it was a sort. It was a. It was a. It was an avoda. It was a, a idol worshiping. It was some type of an avoda zara. That was a very that was u- u- unique in that the person would 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 give over his children to that avodah either to kill them or not to kill them, but he would give his children over to the avodah And the chinuch in mitzvah Reish Ches writes that the nations of the world were adukimba for some reason they were very attached to this form of idolatry. They were very attached to it, and therefore the Torah speaks very strongly about it. Uh, Hashem says, "Va'ani ishahu." I will put my face, you know, in this man. I will. Rashi says, "I will give give this person all my attention." and I will cut him off. Mikerev amoy. So that's the uh, that's the <coughs> that's what we're talking about here. So. So I want to discuss a little bit about what the purpose of the Melech was, and as as we try often, and what that has to do with us. Okay, so let's go through a little bit. The the Pasuk says, in Pasuk Gimel over here, past Chamishi, the Pasuk says that Hashem says the person that, that sends his children to the Melech is going to get Misa, Leman, because he kimizaro inosan la moilech, because he gave his children over to the moilech. Leman tame es mikdashi, for the purpose of defiling my beis hamikdash. Ulechalel es shem kachi, and to be mechal shem shemayim. What is it going to do with the beis hamikdash? What's going on here? Beis hamikdash. So the Ramban in last week's parsha brings this week's parsha. And the Ramban says a very interesting thing. He says, He says that the reason why it says Laman Tameis Mikdashi, he says because if this guy that brings his children, that puts his children by the Moilech, if he then goes to bring a, ca- a carbon by the Beis Hamikdash, that's terrible, terrible Chil Hashem. So Laman Tameis Mikdashi Ulechalal Hashem Kaji. That's terrible that the guy then marches into a shul, you know. He does this terrible thing, this Vihitein Zarei Lamoilech, and then he brings a carbon. Bukhari needs a pshat. That's what you were like on any Aveira in the Torah. You could say, and if he goes and brings a carpet afterwards, what's going on here? What, 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 why are we saying that? And then he brings a carpet. One more thing. There's so much to say here, but just one more ha'ara that's, that's fascinating is that, is that the Ramban writes, it says here that who the, he, the person is Chayef Skila, 
The Ramban writes, Am ha'oretz yirgemuhu ba'oven. Am ha'oretz, the people of the, of the land, will, should, should stone him. What does it mean, the people of the land? Clearly over here it doesn't mean Amaratim. What is, what's Am ha'oretz? Says Rashi, Am ha'oretz, the nation for whom I created the earth. Am shabiginoi nevra'as ha'oretz. That's beautiful, right? Think about that when you say I'm Oretz. The nation that for whom the Oretz was created. But it doesn't explain, but why here by the Moilech do we suddenly describe Yidin as people who the earth was created for? What, 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 why is that the description here? So, just briefly, the Indian of the Moilech is, the power of the Moilech is that it was an Avaidah that had to do with fire. It was a specifically a fire avoda, and the idea was as follows: many, many of the avoda zaras that the nations of the world worshipped were excuses for a more decadent lifestyle, like avdu avoda zara elolahater lahem arayas. Right? It was an excuse to not connect to the Melech Malchei Amlachim. We've discussed many times that how would they choose their Avodah They would choose their Avodah based on what they wanted. You know, if I, if I, uh, if I was a farmer, I would, sh- I would worship the wheat god or the su- sun god or the rain god, you know, you know, and so on and so forth. And their needs, because they want to be successful and profitable and safe also. In Olam Hazeh, their needs would propel them to worship those that could provide them with that type of Gashmias. But Adarabha, Avedizara, wasn't a spiritual thing. It was a way to achieve what they wanted in this world. Moilech was different. Moilech was an Avedizara that they were trying to transform something physical into something spiritual. The idea of using fire was to be mal or something, to pick something up from being physical and to transform it into something spiritual, only it was the wrong spiritual deity. That was the toast, that it was a mistaken makayim for the, uh, for the, for the avoida. That's very, 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 um, 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 uh, a very pointed rebellion against HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because there, it's not that where, like, that these are ignoring HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but they're actually taking what's really Avedis Hashem. Really Avedis Hashem. We put animals on the Mizbeach and we burn them to be male. It's because we want to show that the physical is being transformed into the spiritual. That's what our whole lives are. To try to take our physical lives and transform them into something spiritual. And you're using that in Avedis. That's the Avedis of the Melech. That's why it says, and after you do the Moilech, you bring a carbon? Yeah, because those, those are the two parallels. The Moilech and the carbon are the two parallels. Both of them are using fire to represent the idea that my physical world is transformed into something spiritual. And that's why we say, who should punish him? Am Ha'aretz, the nation for whom the Aretz, the physical world, was created. In other words, he's making, this person is abusing the concept of using the physical world for Kedusha, no, let the rest of the nation who knows the, the earth, the earth, the physical, was created for them and knows how to transform that into something Ruchnias, let them 
let them uh, be involved in ridding the world of this of this uh, of this horror. But that's the that's the the if you want to know exactly with the Moilech, like what's the avoid of the Moilech that's so specifically Hashem is va'ani etein ponai ba'ishazeh. It's because there it's not just a distraction from avoidus Hashem, but it's loyalenu co-opting avoidus Hashem. So memela, that's why there's a there's a special special iser of the Moilech, but it's a, it serves for us to be a reminder just to be noyet seifenu betchilasenu. You know, the Moilech with the Kedoshim Tiyu, that our job is to live in this world, but to take everything from our Achila and Shesia to our homes and our marriages and our children and our jobs, our Parnasa, and to be able to transform all of it into vehicles of bringing us closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by following Halacha, by keeping our eye on the ball, knowing why we're doing what we're doing, and by building homes, families, and lives of Kiddushem Shamayim Yashikayach. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra McClellan's on each shear, please visit www.shasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.